Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World King Court, the Window World King Court, right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. The only place you can come and hear us live Monday through Friday, KevinSlaytonShow.com. But you can hear the podcast right here. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, any place that you enjoy fine podcast. This one's the best, of course. And we take great pride in saying that because we have some great people who make it so, including our wonderful listeners who support us every step of the way. And we are so greatly appreciative of that. Trust me on that. (laughs) There is no question about that. And we've got so much today. So much. It's impossible almost to cover it all, honestly. But we're going to do it. Because that's what we do. And we're going to bring it all to you. Because this nonsensical, and that's really not a strong enough word, this criminal behavior by Matthew Graves in the Department of Justice with regard to the January 6th political prisoners who are, of course, being held against their will. It's tragic. It is literally tragic what we're seeing going on, honestly. It's hard to gauge that this is actually happening in our country. And it isn't getting better, it's getting worse. As always, our phone lines are open, 636-538-0746, if you would like uh, to weigh in on any of our topics. Please feel free to do so. But the number one topic today is going to be what I said earlier, this criminal persecution that we are witnessing going on right now at the Department of Justice with regard to the January 6th illegally held prisoners, political prisoners, that is disgracing our country every single day. Absolutely disgracing us. 
And as long as it's going to be allowed to continue, we're going to have innocent people serving lengthy jail sentences when they shouldn't be. And what is most of the country doing? Sitting around, doing nothing about it, not calling your congressman. And you want to know how important that is, by the way? We have two congressmen, which Julie Kelly, who has followed these stories completely, will identify for us, who are not only in cahoots with the Justice Department, but essentially allies of Matthew Graves, and they fawn all over people like Matthew Graves. Sickening, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is abjectly sickening. So I don't even – I know there's a huge news conference coming up later this morning before the hearings today on the FBI whistleblowers. And wait till you hear from Jim Jordan on our show what they did to one of the whistleblowers, the FBI, in retaliation. By the way, retaliatory strikes against whistleblowers, that's illegal. Just in case Christopher Ray didn't know that, that's illegal. But the question becomes, do you think he cares? No. No, he doesn't care. When did he start caring? The answer, never. Absolutely never. But this is the kind of thing we're dealing with in this country today. And these political prisoners are suffering. And they're suffering dramatically. And we've got to stop them. We've got to help these people in whatever way we can, what we do on our show, small potatoes, but we've got to do it. And everybody else has to do it too. And before we do anything else, let's get you a new car, shall we? A new vehicle, a car, a SUV, a truck. And you can get it from stl-cars.com. All you do is call them or text them. After you've looked at their website, look at the thousands of vehicles they have, find the one you want, pick it out, Call them or text them, 314-309-3633. 314-309-3633. Ask for Don, and you'll be able to figure it out. Ask for Don. He'll help you. Tell him we sent you. It doesn't have to feel like you're going to the dentist. If you can't find the exact vehicle you want, tell them. Here's what I want. Here's the price I want to pay. They'll get it for you, and then they'll either allow you to pick it up at their office, which is right over there on or their lot, which is right over there off Manchester and Ellisville, or they'll deliver it to you. They delivered me mine. They delivered my sons from Alabama. They find them all over the country because they have a tremendous network of dealer inventory all across the country. Included, they have a VIP concierge maintenance service as well. That's stl-cars.com. 314-309-3633. So we have Zach Reel, who we had on the show the other day, in solitary confinement, awaiting sentencing. We have people like Thomas Caldwell, the veteran that we talked to you about, who served two tours of duty in defense of his country, who walked in the Capitol on January 6th, did nothing else. He's 70 years old. He's retired. Matthew Graves is trying to get a 14-year sentence because he was convicted of obstruction. I'd love to know what those details were. 14 years. That's a death sentence to a 70-year-old, by the way. A decorated hero. Matthew Graves is not a decorated hero. Matthew Graves is a political coward. 
He's a pawn of Merrick Garland and Biden. That's all he is. Can you imagine living your life that way? You're nothing but a political pawn. You're a farce. You're a coward. And you've ruined innocent lives. That's Matthew Graves' gravestone testimony. That's what should be engraved forever. Congressman Andy Biggs yesterday was having none of Graves' bullshit when he asked Graves about this death sentence that he's trying to put on Thomas Caldwell. Doesn't that seem like a death sentence to Mr. Caldwell who did not... did not commit a crime of violence that day? So I understand the desire to know more about the case. That's obviously an active, ongoing investigation, and my ethical rules and department guidance preclude. He, he was con- he was convicted. You're, you're getting ready for sentencing. You can answer the question with regard to why you wanted to go to sentencing. It's not investigation. It's not ongoing. He's been convicted of two crimes. I need to know. So why? Why is right? And he would never answer. He would never answer. Julie Kelly, who's been following this, one of the most dogged reporters in the country, and a research assistant dug her work up. What is Graves the coward really doing? You don't want to sit there and tell the American people why you want an honorable, decent man like Thomas Caldwell with no criminal record who served his country to die in prison because he protested your boss's election 28 months ago. That's what Matthew Graves did not have the guts to say directly to the American people today. Tells you a lot about that man's character. Or lack of character because he has none. That we know. Now, what are the Republicans doing when Graves is there for the taking? Julie Kelly was watching. Why are Republicans, get this, not just continuing to fund Matthew Graves' political persecution operation against Trump supporters, you had two Republican representatives today, Representative Timmons, Representative Armstrong. They slobbered all over these D.C. officials, and one of them actually offered to give Matthew Graves more money to help him hire more prosecutors. This is on top of the $34 million in new funding the Department of Justice got this year to hire almost 100 temporary lawyers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. These are two Republicans. The way you stop these people is to stop funding them. Stop funding them. Don't give them another penny. In fact, cut their funding completely until they abide by the law. Steve Bannon, any words for the coward Matthew Graves who won't answer why he's seeking a death penalty against a twice-decorated American veteran hero? Screw you. Screw you. This is guy This guy would get impeached. And Timmons and Armstrong, if you're in this audience and they're your representatives, you should be ashamed of this. Mm-hmm. Look right there. Send this guy a Navy vet. A Navy vet served his country. Give him a 14-year for this. It's ridiculous. This thing's this is an obscenity. And trust me, when Trump comes back, DOJ, we're going to take a trenching tool to the FBI, to the American Gestapo, and we're going to take a trenching tool to the uh, to the DOJ, and we're going to dig out guys like Graves if they're not already impeached and turfed out already. I love that. I I've got to believe that Bannon and Trump are still talking. Now, it seemed as though they were on the outs when Bannon left the White House. But I say it seemed as though. 
it clearly isn't the case because he's he's he sounds as though, and I hope he's talking on authority from Trump. That's the way it sounds, right? We can only hope and pray for that. It's kind of how I look at it. We can only hope and pray for that. Because that's what's needed. Take a trench to this guy. Bury this guy. And everyone like him in this corrupt government. It's got to end. What you just heard is unconscionable behavior on the part of this country. And this Gestapo government. Steve Bannon's right. We've been calling them the Gestapo for quite some time now, for years. That's what they are. You could tell as soon as they got into office that they were nothing but Nazi Gestapo agents. And they're proud of it. And to have Matthew Graves the coward sit there and lie. An ongoing investigation. He's been convicted. You've already issued a sentencing report. It's over. You liar. And I know you're sitting at home or you're in your car or in your office and you're going, how can they keep getting away with this? Because of weak Republicans, that's how. If you're in the district, as Steve Bannon said, of those two uh, cowards, those Republican congressmen, vote their asses out. Primary them to death. Get them out. The people who have the power over the money in the Republican Party, the donors and the like, should be made aware of these two. And they should never be elected to anything again, ever. They are complicit in ruining the lives of innocent Americans, military veterans. You heard Zach Reel, military veteran. Now Thomas Caldwell's story, military veteran. Do you see a pattern there? Biden hates our veterans. He hates black people. Who doesn't this guy hate? We know that he hates Americans. We know that. There isn't any question about that. And I mean hates them. We know that. And that's scary stuff. And who knows where it ends? That's the real question. Unless we end it, who knows where it's going to end? And we have to end it. It's not going to end on its own. You know that. I know that. Good people have to end it. And until that happens, we don't have a chance. But if you've ever wondered whether you should vote for Trump again, please stop wondering. Please do the morally correct thing and put this man back in office post-haste. Please, I beg you. I beg you. It's just incredible when I think about it. And when you hear it, it makes you sick. Should make you sick. (laughs) 
Good God, man. Well, it gets worse. Um, the Durham report, of course, which I believe is a joke, um, it just told us what we already know. It it confirmed, I should say, what we already know. And that's good, I suppose, because confirmation is always a good thing, right? Lee Smith is an author, and he believes William Barr not only was in on it, but the escapability of guilty people happened because Barr allowed it. There is an enormous unit of FBI agents under William Barr's supervision as Attorney General of the United States who are actively interfering in the 2020 election. It's not just that he failed to hold people accountable for 2016, but under his direction, there is interference in the 2020 election. So the nerve of Barr after the election to come out after and say, there's no evidence. Trump is crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what any of these people are talking about. It happened on his watch. It's so true. It happened on his watch. Whose watch? Barr's watch. That's whose watch. Rudy Giuliani, when did you know that William Barr was in on it all? The minute I heard the schedule that they were not going to get it out before the election. And they announced before the election they weren't going to indict the key figures because they sure didn't want any speculation out there that maybe the key figures were going to get indicted. I said to myself, uh, this guy's a sellout. He is a sellout. And yet you see Fox News going around glorifying him in the past few days, having him on with Brett Baer, the great Brett Baer, somehow trying to sell this lie to the American public that William Barr is an honorable person and that William Barr's appointment of James, uh, of, uh, of Durham, of John Durham, was some tremendous heroic effort to find the truth. It was not. Remember what Lee Smith just told you. These people were let go. No prosecution of McCabe. None. Or any of them. Comey. That was all William Barr's decision. When Trump used to scream about them, why aren't they being prosecuted? And Barr would say, well, he needs to let me do my job. Then do your job, you fat ass. You didn't do anything. You're as corrupt as the day is long. There is no liberal more corrupt than William Barr. William Barr is at the top of the corruption list in this country. Don't be fooled by the Fox PR campaign to make you think he's a decent human being. He's a rat and a rotten one. And he's corrupt and he's a Bush clan fan. So the Bushes are corrupt. All of these people, I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans, corrupt is corrupt. We call them all out. The Republican Party doesn't have a a hold over Honesty and integrity, in fact, many of the Republicans, and I would say most of them, are dishonest and have no integrity. And they're certainly cowards. There is no bigger group of cowards in this country than Republican congressmen and senators. None. For those two congressmen that Julie Kelly identified 
fawning over Matthew Graves, wanting to give him more money to destroy the lives of more innocent people. That's all you need to know. Matthew Gates, Kevin McCarthy, you need to be holding hearings to expel those two. Expel them right alongside Adam Schiff, the serial liar. We can't have people like that in Congress. We know that most of you are dishonest and you'd sell your own mother for a vote. But when these people are obviously blatantly dishonest and disgraceful, they need to go. We need to start expelling these people. But the big brotherhood of the House of Representatives wouldn't dare. They might try to expel Schiff, but they won't try to expel two of their own, and they should. It's about integrity. Do you have it or don't you? And what is the FBI now doing? This Durham report that came out, which of course motivates everyone, should motivate everyone in power to take a blowtorch to the FBI, burn it completely down, fire everybody in authority over there. In fact, I would clean the entire place out and start with a new agency because the people in the rank and file are just as guilty as the rest of them. People say, well, it's the top. No, it's not the top. If it were the top, answer me this. Was Christopher Ray showing up at a pastor's home to raid his house in military style in the middle of the night? Did he show up at Roger Stone's house? No. Those were the rank-and-file FBI agents. And they'll claim, well, we were just doing what we were ordered to do to keep our jobs. Well, so were the Nazis. We didn't accept that excuse from them. We were just following orders, slaughtering Jews. This Gestapo in the United States just following orders, raiding innocent people's homes, raiding a former president's home. Don't give me this crap about the rank-and-file FBI being good people. They're not. They're as rotten and lousy to the core as every Christopher Ray, Merrick Garland, Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, every rotten one of them. These are satanic creatures. Every member in the FBI, every law enforcement officer in the FBI is rotten to the core unless they become a whistleblower. Then they're honorable people. You want to display your honor if you're an FBI agent? Be a whistleblower. If not, you're no better than the Nazis. You're following orders. I'd like to see how tough these FBI guys are when they don't have a military tank behind them. Let's see how tough they are when they don't have weapons drawn in big numbers on a pastor's home in the middle of the night. Let's see how tough you are then. You're not so tough. You're just like Republicans. You're a pack of cowards. FBI agents are cowards. That's what they are. They're tough guys with a gun, but they're not so tough without their guns. And that's the country we live in. So what does this FBI do now? What did they do to the whistleblower who came forward? These great rank-and-file FBI agents? Jim Jordan, what did they do? He was transferred from Kansas to, to Virginia. The day he gets here, he learns that they suspended his clearance, said his, they questioned his allegiance to the country. A guy who did two tours in our armed services for our country, questioned his allegiance, won't let him get access to all his belongings, his clothes, his furniture. 
four children, a two-week-old newborn, wouldn't let him get access to their clothes, their toys, their winter coats. That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Those aren't Christopher Ray and his associates doing that. Those are rank-and-file FBI agents carrying out orders, following their orders, to a fellow colleague. So we now know that the FBI, rank-and-file, all these great people will come after American citizens, don't we, Jim Jordan? We know from the Durham report that these, these agencies have been weaponized and they'll go after a presidential candidate. But it's worse today because they will target the people. A parent at a school board meeting. Right. A pro-lifer praying at a clinic. A Catholic attending mass. They will target people. And if you're brave like Mr. O'Boyle and you come forward and tell the truth, then they will try to crush you. They will retaliate against you just like they did to Garrett O'Boyle, a guy who served our country and is now with 250 days without getting paid because they took his clearance from him. Wow. Who took his clearance from him? Who did that? Christopher Ray? He ordered it. So did Adolf Hitler. But who carried it out? Who did that? We know who carried it out. And speaking of spelling people, here's the coward liar Adam Schiff who needs a real ass whipping. In my neighborhood, when he was growing up, he would have gotten his ass kicked every day. Here he is displaying for all to see that there isn't a lie that he won't tell. Durham spends four years trying to prove this deep state conspiracy theory that uh, Trump kept, uh, you know, telling his base was going to be proven and people like uh, Brennan and Pelosi and Schiff and others were going to be prosecuted. The whole thing, of course, was a big bust. The whole thing was a big bust. Was it? Was it really a big bust? No, it was not a big bust. Of course not. Not at all. Nothing about it that was a big bust. Schiff is a big bust, and he should be expelled from Congress. He's continuing to lie. Now he's lying about the Durham report. He's casting aspersions on Durham and his honesty and his integrity. Why does this country allow people like Adam Schiff and those two Republicans to serve in office? The mechanism for expelling them has to be fairly simple. But you have to do it, right? You have to actually do it. And that's the problem. The cowards won't do it. And then you have people like Democrat Daniel Goldman. Now, this is a guy who was one of the lead attorneys for the liberals against President Trump's uh, presidency in the first impeachment hearing. Now, who's Daniel Goldman? Well, he's an heir to the Levi Strauss fortune. He represents a district in New York that is one of the wealthiest districts in the country. So this is not a guy who has come up the tough way, who has been really in any way 
cognizant of the troubles of American citizens. Of course not. He's had money coming out his ass ever since he was born. This is one of those guys born on third base who thought he had a triple. So the impeachment lawyer says this after presiding over one of the most extravagant wastes of U.S. taxpayer money in our nation's history. He says this about the Durham report. You want to talk about a waste of time and money. The John Durham investigation is an embarrassment, and it should go down as one of the biggest abuses of power and waste of money in the Department of Justice's history. But there's no confirmation bias here. There's no confirmation bias here. Now, this is the same Daniel Goldman who was in a hearing yesterday and was mocking a reporter by the name of Julio Rosas. Now, Julio Rosas was on the ground at these riots back in 2020 after George Floyd. So he was there. He saw it all. When the FBI and Christopher Wray issues a report saying these were mostly peaceful demonstrations, and Julio Rosas says, that's a lie, I was there. The video, of course, supports whom? Christopher Wray or Julio Rosas? All of the video supports what Julio Rosas reported, and that is they were not peaceful riots. They were riots. They were destructive. They burned buildings down. They burned businesses down. They killed people. And yet Christopher Wray thought they were mostly Peaceful, just like CNN reported, doing their due diligence for Christopher Ray carrying his water. So here's Goldman mocking Julio Rosas at a hearing. So Rosas, apparently the expert now in organized terrorist activity, has overruled the FBI director who says, there's a headline, says Antifa is an ideology, not an organization. No, no, no. Let's not listen to the FBI director. Let's listen to, sorry, what's your your title? Senior writer at Town Hall who is going to tell us that the FBI director is wrong. Can you imagine that guy? The senior writer, I'm sorry, what's your title? You arrogant, pompous ass. What's your title? Lucky Sperm Club? That's your title. Lucky Sperm Club president, that's Dan Goldman. That's the only thing he's accomplished. He was born into a wealthy family. Can you imagine these petty liberal losers? They are sickening human beings. Julio Rosas was not afraid of Goldman. He wasn't afraid of all of Goldman. In fact, he laid it right back on him. I think it's funny to be to be lectured by an heir to the Levi Strauss uh, corporation and, and that, honestly that's probably why he uh doesn't consider property damage to be that big of a deal because not only does he have that but he also has uh what some would describe an impossibly good stock portfolio um but what i can tell you is that in these riots that happened uh, three years ago they uh yes big corporations uh, did suffer damage and looting such as target that, that would happen in minneapolis uh but a lot of the businesses they were small businesses they didn't come from the multi-million dollar uh, families or, or corporations no, they sure didn't. Julio Rosas is correct there. But that's Dan Goldman. That's how liberals think. That's what they're all about. And this guy is a wealthy liberal who's earned not a penny of his own in his entire life. Not a penny.
Molly Hemingway, are you surprised by Goldman's pompous ass remarks? It's not surprising to hear him say this. This is one of the main Russia collusion hoaxers. There should be consequences for his lies. I mean, he's mischaracterizing and lying about what is in the Durham report, which shows widespread corruption at the FBI. I mean, one of the things that Durham said that I thought was so sobering is he said, we don't even want to come up with new rules and guidelines because right. we already have them. And until mm. and unless right. the members of the FBI begin to care about fidelity, bravery, or integrity, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Fidelity, bravery, and integrity. That's supposed to be the acronym for the FBI. Fidelity, bravery, and integrity. And for his part in that, Durham was correct. In fact, Durham's report wasn't incorrect. My complaint with it is that it simply told us what we already knew. And it was the job of William Barr to prosecute the criminals. It was also the job of Durham to indict them. Both failed miserably. Both are rhinos at best. At worst, they're traitors to the country. So while the Durham report embarrasses the liars and the cheats on the Democrat side, it's nothing we didn't already know. Did you wake up and read the Durham report and say, oh my God, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know Andrew McCabe was a crook. I didn't know Peter Strzok was a serial liar. I didn't know Adam Schiff lied every time he opened his mouth. You knew all of that. I didn't know Christopher Ray and the FBI were involved in it. Of course you did. If you bothered to pay attention to any of the evidence at the time. But keep in mind, we know how seriously, intellectually lazy liberals are. I have a brother who's that way. Evidence? Where's the evidence, he said to me one time. I said, where's the evidence? I could smack you over the head with it if you'd pay attention, but you won't because you're a liberal. And then they just create things. I saw a video of these January 6th people beating up the cops. No, you didn't. You didn't see it. You know why you didn't see it? It didn't happen. No cops died as a result of the January 6th insurrectionists. Not one. That has to be continually repeated because the liberal version of events is police were murdered by the mob. No one was killed by the mob. The protesters is what they were. And no one suffered at their hands. All we saw, Kinzinger and some of these cowardly cops from the Washington Capitol Police Force. I'm not even sure if the Washington, D.C. Capitol Police are real cops. Are they kind of like mall cops? I think they kind of are. We saw them get up there and cry, too. Wonder how much they got paid. You know, Washington, D.C. cop salary can't be that big. Wonder what it cost to get to get them up there to lie and to cry like they did, like the little pansy asses that they are. You low rent pieces of crap! They ought to be doing the time that they're sentencing people like Thomas Caldwell to. That's who deserves to be doing time. You want to know who else who should do time? Just because she's a bigoted, racist, lying piece of crap, Cory Bush, the great Missouri. Congresswoman from the 1st District in the St. Louis area. 
and Rashida Tlaib and Jamal Bowman, that blowhard, racist, black, fat ass from New York. Here are three of the biggest racists in this country demanding $14 trillion in reparations from the United States. By the way, our budget in this country is $6 trillion. That's way too high. But Cori Bush says she wants more than double that for black people. Our country was not founded on the principle that all people are created equal. The media focuses on this one kidnapped person, usually white. The U.S. stole 12 million people. This is an opportunity for Congress to confront our nation's racist history of slavery and white supremacy that continues to really grow and fester within all corners of our country. Our education system has trained us to love and worship our oppressor and our slave master and to do everything we can to work within its structure and its systems to uphold, uh, to uphold our continued oppression. So when we talk about the disproportionate impact of heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stress. When we talk about that, it's directly connected to our historical oppression in this country. How angry are you right now? If you don't think they use race to divide us, how angry are you? If you didn't have the ability to check yourself, how angry would you be with the black community right now hearing that? But we have the ability to think clearly. Those people don't, but we do. So we don't say, well, I hate all black people because of those three, Bush and Bowman Black and that Muslim Tlaib. We don't hate all Muslims. We don't hate all black people because of those three. It would be easy to do so. But then again, as a white man, I wouldn't want black people hating me because of Charles Manson or Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer. Or Adam Schiff. So we can't lump what they want us to do, all black people, into their pot. Cori Bush and Jamal Bowman want white people to hate black people. They want black people to hate white people. Because that's the only way they win. So we have to use our ability to check our anger at the door when we hear that. The first reaction is to hate these MFers. And I do hate them. Those three. I detest the very ground they walk on. All three should join the other two Republicans and Schiff in being expelled from the Congress. They are lying through their teeth. Somehow, according to Rashida Tlaib, the racist country that we live in has seen this racism grow and fester in all corners of the country, she said. Cori Bush talks about some white kidnapped child, and she's angry that the media talks about it. Instead of talking about her little baby, retaliate uh, reparations. But Bowman saved the best for last. This blowhard moron with a single-digit IQ is now telling all of us that if a black person is stressed out from the day's work, or has diabetes, or has high blood pressure, it's the white man's fault. Now, I think everybody listening to this show right now has felt stress at some time in their life. If you're white, is it the black man's fault? 
How about high blood pressure? Never mind the fact that there are physical reasons and family history reasons that cause your high blood pressure. Jamal Bowman says if you have high blood pressure and you're black, it's because of whitey. If you have diabetes, it's not because you're a fat ass and you eat McDonald's french fries every day. The diabetes didn't come from that. If you're black, if you're black, that big fat ass of yours came from the white man. He's the one who made you get diabetes. They should be expelled from Congress and never be allowed to work in a government job again. Ever. If they want to spew their racial hatred, go do it somewhere else. Don't do it in the name of this government, of this country. No one in this country shares that feeling except for the mopes that were around them when they were talking. I actually saw a white guy nodding his head behind Jamal Bowman when he said that Kevin Slayton is responsible for Jamal Bowman's fat ass getting diabetes or high blood pressure. Yeah, that's right. A white guy was sitting there saying that. But Cori Bush wasn't done. She continued to lie as she made things up trying to read from her script. And, of course, she gets lost because she's too stupid to actually be able to read. Maybe go back and get that third-grade education bumped up to maybe eighth grade, Cori Bush, because that's the level you're on now, about third grade. But we have a moral and legal obligation to her to give her money. The United States has a moral and legal obligation to provide reparations for the enslavement of Africans. Black people in our country cannot wait any longer for our government to begin addressing each and every one of the extraordinary bits of harm, all of the harm it has caused since the founding. The extraordinary bits of harm. (laughs) Don't fear from your script, you stupid ass. Soon as you do that, you look like a moron. The extraordinary bits of harm. So bits of harm we've done to them. Apparently she wants $300,000 per black person. That's what $14 trillion translates into. So Oprah, can you give us the routing number to your bank? Let me sh- let me shoot you a check for $300,000 today. I hope you can wait until noon. While Jabal, Jamal Bowman's fat racist ass is out there screaming for reparations, he's making $174,000 a year in addition to everything he can grift and steal. Same with Bush, same with Tlaib. This oppressive country has taken those three members of minority communities and enriched them. That's how oppressed they are. So again, their goal is to make you hate, if you're white, black people. If you're black, hate white people. If you're Muslim, hate everybody. That's their goal because they have no policies. They want gifts. They want handouts, and they want them now. I can tell Cori Bush and Rashid Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib, and Jamal Bowman that I am certain of one thing in life and only, well, two things. I know that Jesus is the only begotten son of the Father. I know one other thing. There will never be a penny of reparations paid to any one of you by me. Never. Not a fucking penny. You got it? And I can also promise you this. I'll add a third thing. There won't be a penny of reparations paid to you by anybody in this country. It will never happen. 
Everybody knows it will never happen. They know it will never happen, but it doesn't stop them from screaming like the banshees that they are. They're creatures. They're not human beings. And they're sickening. And St. Louis, the, the entire first district of St. Louis, should be ashamed forever. You should have your right to vote taken away from you. That's how dangerous you are to this country because you sent that blabbering criminal to Congress. Nice job, St. Louis. Once again, St. Louis shines. What an embarrassing city this St. Louis is. What a humiliating place to be from. Thank God I I wasn't born in the city. Thank God I've never lived in the city. Thank God I don't even go to the city. I have no ties to that shithole St. Louis. I wouldn't live in that city's limits if you gave me free rent and a car and told me I never had to work again and you'd give me a lavish lifestyle. The only qualification is you have to live in St. Louis. No thanks. I don't want any part of that racial jungle. That's exactly what it is. The hatred for white people in St. Louis is blatant and brazen. And I don't journey into places where I'm hated simply because I'm white. Just like if I were a black person, I wouldn't go to a Klan meeting. You go into St. Louis as a white person, you're going into a black Klan meeting. That's what that place is. And it's led by people like Cori Bush. And if you don't, if you say, well, you can't blame St. Louis for that. Yes, I can. They elected her. So the people of St. Louis's first district agree with Cori Bush. They think she's right. I'm not going to say they think she's smart because they're too dumb to know if she's smart or not. And we know she isn't. Horace Cooper, who's black. What do you think of these grifters, Horace? The grift that we've seen in California with their reparation scam is only met by the greater grift that we're seeing in the country. By the way, these con artists, these grifters, they're going to sell their books, they're going to hold their little sessions, and they're going to tell us that the biggest problem that Americans of color face is that there's some pointy-headed people going around uh, threatening to burn their house down, stopping them from voting, etc. Nobody believes that. But why does Joe Biden join them? Why does the National Party of Democrats join them? They do so because they know that they have failed black America, working class America, middle class Americans, and they have decided that let's just scare the living daylights out of black America, and then let's bribe them. That's so true. Carpe quadruple diem Horace Cooper. See, that's why you don't cave in to the animal instincts of Cori Bush and Jamal Bowman and Rashida Tlaib, who want you to hate black people and Muslims. Because if you did that as a white person, you would be so foolish, you would hate people like Horace Cooper Leo Terrell, Bob Woodson, Denzel Washington, good people. But that's what they want you to do, you see. They don't want you to see anything except color. They don't want you to look at the person and make a judgment for yourself on their character based on their behavior and what they do and say. They don't want that. 
They really believe, this is one of the most insulting, I'll add this to Horace Cooper's comments. What Corey Bush, Rashida Tlaib, and Jamal Bowman said are some of the most racist comments you can make, some of the most insulting comments you can make at the black community, the Muslim community. Because you're telling blacks and Muslims that you should think like we think. We're racists, we're bigots, we hate white people, and you should hate them too. And we don't believe you're smart enough to make your own judgment, so we're going to tell you who to hate and why you should hate them. Because Cori Bush says we have a moral and legal obligation to her as a black person to pay her money for nothing. This woman wouldn't understand what's legal if you hit her over the head with a two-by-four. And the two-by-four contained legal knowledge. She still wouldn't get it. She doesn't know legal from criminal. She understands criminal real well because she's one of them. Legal obligation? Do you understand what that means, you stupid ass? That means there's a statute somewhere that says that white people have to pay black people money for doing nothing. There is no such statute. Now, she doesn't even know what a statute is. I promise you, if you said to her, could you cite the statute that says that, she'd say, well, the Abraham Lincoln statue down there in the park. No, no, statute. Well, I don't know what that is. Of course you don't. You're illiterate. You're an embarrassment to the human race. You sicken me. You make me want to vomit. Every time you open that big-ass mouth of yours, while you tell the rest of the country to turn over their guns and you spend over half a million dollars of campaign money on personal security. By the way, isn't that a campaign finance violation of some sort? Has to be. Leo Terrell is black. Leo, what do you think of these bigoted racists? Joe Biden is the most racist president ever. He's the imperial wizard of the Klan. This is a guy, is the reason why I left the Democratic Party. But let's talk about these reparations. I want everyone on your show to know one thing. I would be the first lawyer on, at the doorstep to prevent any type of reparation ever passing. It's illegal, it's racist, it's unconstitutional. And those black progressives who are talking about reparations... Look how this racist country benefited them. They got a government job. They got health care. Their kids don't go to the same schools as the blacks who are being exploited by them. They use these progressives use black voters and they exploit them. They don't live like them. They don't live in these crime-ridden cities, but they talk a good game. And I think most black Americans are aware that these individuals are not looking out for their us. They are professional shakedown artists. Carpe Cinco de Mayo Diem de Leo Terrell. He'll be the first lawyer to fight a penny of reparations ever being given to anyone. He won't be alone. He'll have a lot of company. As I said it earlier, not one penny will ever go to a single black person in reparations. Ever. These nitwits like Bush and Tlaib, they're just bigger mouths. They're just louder. They just have more media coverage than they've had since 1989, when in every session of Congress, some mope like them has screamed about reparations. 1989. Can you do math? Cory Bush can't, but I'll bet you can. That's 34 years of this nonsense. It won't happen, never has happened, it never will happen. She can scream that banshee mouth of hers until she goes hoarse. 
No one cares. Except the white guy nodding in the background. But I do feel horrible for people like Jamal Bowman. I may have caused him stress. I may have caused his high blood pressure. I may have caused his diabetes. If he looked on the scale when he stepped up in the morning, he would understand that that crappy eating that he does every day is how he got to be a fat ass. It ain't me. I didn't force the French fries down his throat or the fried chicken or whatever the hell he eats that isn't good for you. I didn't force that down his throat. That fat ass did it to himself. But it's white boy's fault. White guy. I'm the guy who gave him diabetes. I wish I were that powerful. I wish I could strike some people dead. I'd wield that baton like a very irresponsible person. The entire city of Washington, D.C. would be wiped out immediately. But I can't do that, and I wouldn't do that because it's just not rational. But it makes you want to do that, doesn't it? Let's be honest. These people are destructive to our lives. Why should we care about theirs? They want to destroy everything you've worked for. They want to take it away, and they want to give it to people who don't deserve it. That's what they want to do. There's not a hardworking black person in this country who agrees with them. Not one. I guarantee you, people are listening right now, white people, they have black friends. You ask your black friends. You agree with this psychopath? Not a chance. That's the arrogance of these people, though. They think they speak for an entire race of people. They don't. They speak for the dredges of society, the lazy asses, whether they're white, black, Muslim, Indian, Asian. They speak for them, nobody else. They speak for the people that are just like them, lazy, looking for handouts. Nobody else. Do you think our friend Andrew Jones identifies with that kind of insanity? Not in a million years. And then, of course, their hero, the mulatto Obama, was asked what keeps him up at night. Now, imagine this. What keeps this multimillionaire up at night? Is it inflation? Is it China? Is it Moscow? The Iranians? Is it the border? Nope. Here's what keeps Barry Hussein Obama up at night. The thing that I'm most worried about is the degree to which we now have a divided conversation, in part because we have a divided media. When I was coming up, you had three TV stations. Yeah. And people were getting a, a similar sense of what is true and what isn't, what was real and what was not. Today, what I'm most concerned about is the fact that because of the splintering of the media, we almost occupy different realities. Don't you love it when that pompous ass starts speaking real slowly? It's as though he's in some deep thought. What he's really thinking about is how can I lie and get away with it? What will the media accept as my lie? The level's very high. The threshold is very high. They'll accept virtually any lie this guy tells and glorify it as some sort of truth. But he's nothing but nonsense. He fancies himself as some sort of intellectual when he speaks now, but he's really a dumb guy. 
who's played the race card every step of his life, even though he's not black. It's amazing how black people fall for this guy's BS. He's a mulatto. He's as white as he is black. That's a fact. He doesn't care about black people. He's wealthy. He doesn't care what your struggles are. Hell, he caused most of them. Then you have Rachel Rollins, another black female district attorney backed by George Soros to carry out his warped way of administering justice in different cities. She was promoted by Biden, of course, to U.S. attorney, but she was asked when she was first running for district attorney why she was doing it. I was really tired of turning the TV on and seeing an incident involving law enforcement where overwhelmingly black male comes in contact with overwhelmingly white male officer and people were losing their lives. I have a couple of questions to ask her. What is an overwhelmingly black person, black man, overwhelmingly black? What's an overwhelmingly white guy? What does that mean? They're, you're overwhelmingly black and you're overwhelmingly white. What does that even mean? If she's acting as though every time she turned on her TV, there was an incident of a white police officer killing a black man, she's a liar. Because even if you watch TV every single night, the latest statistical year, you would have found that happened nine times. Again, seven of which were initiated by the black man toward the police officer. Two police officers were convicted of crimes in those exchanges. Two. But Rachel Rollins got tired of seeing it, she said. Overwhelmingly black and overwhelmingly white. She's too illiterate to even know how to speak. But yet a Biden appointed her to a U.S. attorney's job. Now just... Yesterday, I believe it was, or it could have been the day before, she's resigned from that position. Now, why would you resign from a very lucrative U.S. attorney's gig? Because she's corrupt. That's why. And she got caught being corrupt. And Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas advocated at her confirmation hearing that the Senate conduct open voting on her confirmation because she was so bad. The liberal senators, the, the Democrats, called the... Republicans obstructionists and racists and all this kind of crap, of course. But what should they have been doing, Tom Cotton, at the time? What they should have done is taken a closer look at her record, because now they bear responsibility for the fact that she has resigned in disgrace, that she committed so many ethical violations in office in Boston that the inspector general referred her for criminal prosecution. Yet what did Merrick Garland we do? We are now in just turning three to weeks, temporary he alternative to prosecute her for lying to investigators. Lying to investigators. What happens when Republicans lie to investigators? Merrick Garland, by the way, is not prosecuting her. Of course not. She's a liberal freak. What if she were Republican, though, Senator Cotton? What would happen to her then? But if it's Michael Flynn or if it's Congressman Jeff Fortenberry or if it's Steve Bannon, he's more than happy to pursue his party's political opponents for lying charges or other process charges. 
Yes, he is. There isn't any doubt about that. Count on it. You can count on it. And so now, with all of those kinds of people involved in this government, we have the illegals coming into every city. In New York City, they're overrun. I believe the number was something like 47,000 the other day. 47,000 of these illegals. So what is New York doing? They're turning high school gymnasiums into shelters for these illegal aliens. And Ann William Isom, who is the deputy deputy mayor in New York City, lectured us on the use of gymnasiums and what they're really for. We are now turning to temporary alternative options like gyms and large open spaces for some relief. We always set up uh, the school gyms as an emergency respite. The word respite means short term, and it means for a place to go to get yourself settled. Thank you, Ann Williams-Isom. I didn't know what respite meant, so I'm always willing to be educated by these intelligent people like her. Thank you for defining respite to me. And I'm sure most people who were listening probably thought, respite, when she said respite, what does that mean? Oh, she's going to tell me. Thank you. And, of course, the parents are screaming bloody murder outside of these high school buildings wanting the gyms back for their kids. But many of these parents are the same ones who voted for these Democrats to begin with. Kind of bad when the chickens come home to roost, isn't it? That's a big-time ouchie. You want to talk about huge balls, and that's this Brandon Johnson character, the mayor of Chicago. The only person perhaps on earth that Chicago could have elected that's worse than Beetlejuice, and so they did it. Again, when I say, I blame the people who vote for these guys and these women. You're the ones responsible. Cori Bush is who she is. Brandon Johnson is who he is. You didn't have to vote for him, but you did. This guy actually compared, just about three days ago at his inauguration speech, compared the grief a family feels of a thug who was shooting at cars randomly and was taken out by the cops to the grief of the parents of this young policewoman in Chicago whose funeral was yesterday. This wasn't yesterday. This was three days ago at Johnson's inauguration. You want to talk about a slap in the face to police? You know, the tears of Adam Toledo, his parents. The tears of Adam Toledo's parents are made of the same sorrow as the parents of Officer Preston's parents. That's just a big wow. That's a huge, gigantic wow. The balls of this guy. The guy that he talked about was shooting a gun at innocent people. And he compared that to the murder, the cold-blooded murder of a policewoman walking home, off-duty, walking home. 24 years old. Brandon Johnson is a low-rent, worthless son of a bitch. That's all he is. 
And Chicago, I don't care what happens to you. I don't care if your city burns to the ground. I don't care. You elected him. You get everything that he brings you. You deserve it. St. Louis, you deserve it. I don't feel for these people in these cities. If you don't like it, get out of there. But you're the people that are voting for these losers, these criminals, these bastards. Don't expect any sympathy from outside. You're the people who put them in. You get what you deserve. And you deserve everything you get. Screw you. And then they all, oh, we need help. You know, we want the St. Louis County to merge with the city. F you. If I lived in St. Louis County, which I never would either, I'd tell that city where to blow it. Brandon Johnson. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's laughable, isn't it? And so when we talk about these illegal aliens, of course, we have to remember the immortal words of Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You know, she's the one from Florida who helped rig the preliminary, or excuse me, the um, primary election for Hillary Clinton. Remember how she was acting in concert as the Democrat national chairwoman and making sure that Hillary Clinton had all the polls rigged in her favor? Yeah, that was Debbie Wasserman Schultz. She wasn't expelled from Congress either. She's an honorable woman, isn't she? So we have to remember her immortal words, along with Hank Johnson, the guy who thinks Guam is going to tip over into the ocean if too many Marines are stationed on it. And then the genius Jayapal, that congresswoman, that lunatic. And, of course, the one and only Nancy Pelosi. All of them weighing in on the real need for the illegal aliens to come to our country just a short year ago. Because, after all, who the hell is going to pick the cotton? Tourism, construction, agriculture. I mean, you're going to have vegetables rotting in the fields. You're going to have construction sites that will lie dormant uh, or certainly will struggle to get workers to be able to, uh, to, to, to help make sure that they can make progress. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. Immigrants pick the food we eat, clean our homes, and look after the most precious in our families. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. (laughs) Can you believe you heard those words? We need these brown people to come down here and pick these crops. How are we going to eat, Hank Johnson says. How are we going to eat without those crop pickers? It's unbelievable that they get away with saying these kinds of things. Can you imagine? Just imagine for one second if some Republican said, we need some of those blacks to come down on here to the plantations and pick us some cotton and feed us. That's what they just said about the Hispanics. <laughs> and nobody batted an eye except us. We just started laughing. It's so absurd. But this is how they are. We almost have to applaud Wasserman Schultz and Hank Johnson and Jayapal and Pelosi. They're actually telling us, here's who we are. This is what we think of them. Of course, we want their vote. But we need them to pick those crops. 
We didn't even put that food on our table, damn it. We're not going to do it. This is who they are. This is who Democrats are. It's who they've always been. Now, there have been some decent Democrats through the years. I'm not saying that all of them. You might be able to count a handful of them. It's incredible that they actually say these things. Vivek Ramaswamy, what are they actually saying when they say those kinds of things about the crop pickers? The vegetables will rot in the field. We need people to pluck our crops. This is the thing that Democrats were saying in the South in the 1860s to justify a different form of immoral and illegal behavior in the form of slavery. Now they're using that justification for illegal immigrants to be able to turn the other way and abandon the rule of law. Sean, I refuse to stand by and watch this idly. Good for you, Vivek. But that's what they're saying. The crops are going to rot. We need more illegals. It's hard to imagine. You probably think, Slayton, did you doctor that that audio? You had to. You had to have doctored it. Nobody says those things today. Pretty soon, those same people, as our research assistant pointed out, are going to start asking for reparations for the illegals. Hey, well, actually, they're already getting them, aren't they? I mean, they're getting free housing, free phones, free air transportation, free hotels. Do you get any of that? I don't. If I called Mike Parsons' office, the governor of Missouri, and I said, I want a new phone, I want free lodging, I want some vacation trips, and you need to pay for the jet flights, food, I need to be fed, and I want you to pay for it, Mike Parson, what do you think he'd tell me? But if I called him and spoke in an Hispanic accent and told him my name was Jose or Juan, he'd probably give it to me. Wouldn't surprise me. And then, of course, for comic relief, we have the royals. We have Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Prince Harry. If ever there was the definition of a feminine man, it's him. He is the most ass-whipped guy I've ever seen in my life. When that wench says jump, he says how high. When she says sit down, he doesn't even look for a chair. And now she's orchestrating this lie that somehow or another they were pursued, because they're so important and such big celebrities, pursued by paparazzi on a two-hour high-speed chase through Manhattan. Now, anybody out there ever been to Manhattan? I have. I don't say that with any braggadocio. I'm just saying I've been there. It is impossible to stage a two-hour high-speed chase anywhere in Manhattan without killing hundreds of people. It's impossible. Without crashing into taxi cabs or storefronts. It's impossible. But Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex and her duchess, or whatever he is, the Prince of Sussex, I don't know what the hell he is. They say that they were engaged on a two-hour high-speed chase pursued by paparazzi while they were in their taxi cab. Mind you, no one ended up injured. injured. Nobody even got injured, much less killed. 
No one has been charged with anything, and the police say there will be no charges. Miranda Devine of the New York Post, do you believe anything they say? No, no one believes them. That's the hilarious thing about this. Um, you know, I think Meghan Markle is trying to channel Princess Diana to make uh, Prince Harry love her forever. Um, but no one believes it because we all live in New York. You can't have a high-speed chase. Even Eric Adams, who always tries to be diplomatic with Paparazzi, celebrities, just coming out of even more? he said it was hard to believe. The NYPD says it's not the way it went. The taxi driver you just heard say the same thing. So it doesn't pass the sniff test, but you have to give them credit because no one was paying any attention to the fact that they were in New York, and now everyone's talking about them. And that's what they want. But no one's talking about them in a good way. Right? I mean, no one is. Neil Sean is a Royals expert. Imagine that title over there in England. What, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a Royals expert. What does that mean? I'm an expert on the Royals. Someone pays me to talk about them. And he had plenty to say about these two and whether or not their reputation for lying preceded this made-up story. The difficulty is with Harry and Meghan, they've proven to be liars previously. We saw that with their Netflix series and the alleged paparazzi. It's very hard to take any story, really, from them, you know, particularly seriously. You can't take any story seriously from them. Jimmy Fela, what of Meghan Markle? Can we all acknowledge for a second that Meghan Markle is a bad actress, but she's an even worse screenwriter? <laughs> Because this story is so ridiculous from the jump. Like, they called it a near-fatal chase. Why was it near-fatal? Because <laughs> anyone who believes this might die of embarrassment when the facts come out. Dude, we live in the most heavily photographed city in the world. If a rat eats a bite of pizza on a subway platform, <laughs> it goes viral within 20 minutes as Pizza Rat. The idea that they could be driving around in a French Connection style chase for two hours and we don't have a thousand videos of this online is everything you need to know. It's so true. A rat takes a bite of pizza, it goes viral as rat pizza. <laughs> You can't do you can't stub your toe in this country if you're any kind of a celebrity and not have it on someone's phone camera or video and it's all over the place. But we're to believe that this two hour high speed chase through the sidewalks in the streets of Manhattan, they said that some were driving on the sidewalk, if you can imagine that, somehow was never captured on video. Didn't happen. Now, a report I saw was they paid a $17.50 fare. Here's what the cab driver actually said. So I turned my cab into the driveway, past the gate and the fine trim logs. And she said, we must get together, but I knew it never be. And Harry kept it. Harry kept it. The actual cab driver said this. 
Paparazzi's, they just came out of nowhere and just started taking pictures and flashing. They never gave me the location where they were going. And then the security guard told me, circle back. As we are circling back, uh, you see the paparazzi's car following my car. Prince Harry and his wife and the other lady, they were nervous and they looked scared. <laughs> One car photographer is following their car. They looked nervous. They drove around the block a few times to rack up a $17.50 fare, and then Harry keep the change. And then went to the police department, got in another car, and went to wherever they were going. Incognito, of course, because they don't want anybody to know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's. I, I guess on one hand, they, they should take credit for, watch how we can make the media foam at the mouth over anything we do. Maybe next time we'll take a dump in Central Park and see if they cover that. Which, of course, they might. They might. And so with all of the things that we've talked about this morning going on, where's the vice president of the United States, you might ask? Where is she? Well, she was doing a podcast with what looked like a a black woman from a garage. Someone's garage. The black woman looked as though she couldn't stand Heels up Harris, and Harris, of course, looked like the deer in the headlights that she is. And the probing questions were not about inflation, not about the root cause of illegal immigration that the border czar Kamala Harris is supposed to be addressing. Wasn't about higher taxes, inflation, the, the border, the high crime in all the cities. Nope. That's not what was asked. First question, let's start with your favorite song of all time. Oh, my favorite song of all time. I was going to say something from Bootsy, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> we love that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if your viewers you, you know Funkadelic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bob right. Marley, for sure. Okay, okay. Um... There's a range. I have a range. But I'm a hip-hop kid. That's okay. how I grew up. Drums or flats? Drums. Okay. Hot. Oh, any yes. special sauce? Um, no, that's just it. Just, okay. Just good and plain that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I Can you shame these people? No, you can't. If that woman interview, interviewer said okay one more time, I think I was going to faint. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cackle, 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 cackle. But that wasn't the end of the probing deep thought questions. Here came another. Well, we've been binging okay. Yellow Jackets. Oh. It's really, um, it's kind of difficult to watch, though. Kind of like this interview. What's your favorite show? We've been binge watching the Yellow Jackets. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Vice President of the United States facing tough questioning at every turn. Wow. Now, as embarrassing as that was, if anyone can decipher for me what John Fetterman is saying in this hearing yesterday to a witness, you'll get the prize behind door number two, and I might even kick in the prize behind door number three if you can decipher this. The Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP, you know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required 
shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank, your billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about protecting the tax the taxpayers. You know that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. Reminds me of the story of the village idiot, doesn't it? I love America. It's an amazing place. And you know what I've come to realize, right? Americans, you basically do everything that we do, but you do it bigger and you do it better. Like we have stupid people here. (laughs) But your stupid people are world class. Yes, you're right. I can't disagree with that, Limey. Our stupid people are world class. But, but, as dumb as Fetterman is, and as dumb as Biden is, and as dumb as the rest of them are, what about Justin Trudeau up there north of us in Canada? What about him? This buffoon who bends over backwards to let you know just how liberal he is and wants to let you know how much he supports the alphabet soup community, you know, the LGTBQRSTUVWXYZ2 squared plus minus, that group, he could not finish his compliment because as illiterate as he is, he had no idea what group he was talking about. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't make this up. You think I make it up. You think I doctor this, these uh, audio tapes. I don't. You know why you can tell that I don't? I could never be this creative to make these people look as dumb as they make themselves look. I mean, I would be thinking as I was doing it, well, nobody's going to buy this one. Nobody's going to buy that Justin Trudeau is so stupid while he tries to proclaim his liberal roots and make us all know what a phony he is. He can't even remember the acronym, the one he's talking about, how wonderful it is. No one would believe that if I made that up. No one would believe the vice president of the United States is talking about her favorite TV show in an interview when all hell is breaking loose in this country. Nobody believed that. Nobody believed that Congress women are demanding $300 trillion in reparations or whatever the number was, $14 trillion, I guess it was, I'm sorry, 300000 a person. Nobody believed that if I'd said that or made them say that. They do it to themselves. Matt is up first. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Mr. Slayton. <laughs> I... I don't know whether to applaud you or be – it's – I don't even know the words. Starting from well, go ahead those th- – yeah, the three morons that are now blaming Whitey for their diabetes. <laughs> High blood and their diabetes, their fat they're, ass, uh, the fat ass health- that Jamal Bowman can't fit into a 45-waist pair of pants. It's my fault. Uh, you have to clip that off and play that once a week, honestly. That is – that – I. You just think, not that I never thought I heard it all. People say, oh, I thought I heard it all. No, I know there's always something going to come out I didn't hear, I didn't think about that. 
you couldn't make that up. I don't know how these people function to blame to somebody else for their health problems. Yeah, and when somebody's complaining about their health problems, it always seems to come from some grotesquely overweight person. I mean, it's just, it's so laughable. They're a cartoon. They truly are cartoons. You know, you can put regulation on companies that are polluting the, the air because, you know, the pipes, they're churning out smoke from whatever they're manufacturing. You know, at one time, it, they were bur- they used to burn coal for heat. They burned coal for everything. It didn't matter. They did it so much, and the population was so great in St. Louis, you couldn't see across the street. The coal cloud was that bad. So they put in regulations. They They pulled it back. And the air got cleaned. And then they guess what? We got away from coal for everything burning. So you could say, yeah, I go in the mine and I got I get black lung disease from mining coal directly. I get that. But to blame somebody else for you eating fried food and sugary and drinking sweet tea, and that's my fault. I mean, I can't even put it. It is well, educated statement. It's so stupid. You have to you have to understand again, as I've said so many times, this comes from these overweight people that are constantly overweight. Everybody's gained a few pounds here and there that they wish they wouldn't have gained. But is your first thought as a white person when you gain weight, it's that black guy's fault. That son of a bitch has made me eat this crappy pie and all of this cake. That's the black guy's fault. So the black guy says, you know what, Whitey, you forced me to eat that three pieces of birthday cake and those cupcakes and that pie and those damn donuts. It's Whitey's fault. That's what that guy actually said. <laughs> it's un-effing believable. It's so unbelievable. It's comical. I mean, you just have to laugh at that stupidity. I feel sorry for these people. I never did before. But after that statement, I literally feel sorry for the. They've gone from blaming Whitey for the crime in their black cities and, and how bad their life is that statistically and it's physically proven the black man father does not stick around. It used to be a joke for decades that they don't have father figures. They don't even have mother figures. There's a thing called big mama in their culture. Their auntie or their grandma raises their kid. It's, it's infecting the country because it's happening now in rural areas. With, well, Larry with, Elder has addressed this many times, uh, but of course no one believes that not having a father in the family makes you fat and gives you diabetes <laughs> and it gives you high blood pressure. It might give you high blood pressure, I guess, but cause then you got to deal with mom all the time and she's ready to kill you. But uh, this, for this guy to say that with a straight face and no one call him out on it except us. Uh-huh. Well, how is that even possible? You know what? Because he's such an imbecile and it's so ridiculous what he said, it makes us forget that Rashida Tlaib also said that this horrible racist country where racism is growing and festering today in every corner. (laughs) What corner of the country has she been in? Their corner. Yeah. In their culture. That's That's right. She's been in in Congress. And in their cities, in their hometown, that's it. <laughs> it's it's, just oh, it's laughable. It is so. La- I, I absolutely understand that term now. It is so laughable. I can't even make a comment. A legitimate, educated statement is so funny. I yeah. cannot believe this people. And are let's understand too something about Cori Bush. She gets mm-hmm. support in St. Louis from both parties. Republicans uh, didn't support Andrew Jones. They supported her. 
Yeah. The, the Republican Party is as corrupt. That, well, I shouldn't say as corrupt, but it's given, it's given the Democrats a good run for their money. They just do it a little quieter. It's it's sickening. It really. I mean, there's so many problems in this world. You used to be able to, you know, establish a fight. You'd take on one problem, solve it, and move on to the next. There are so many problems now, and that's what I believe the Democrats and even Republicans in in Congress have wanted to make so many issues they can't focus on one and solve anything because they try to solve everything at once. They distract us. They've made life miserable that we don't even enjoy being around other people that they've won they They have won they want they want you to think that all the white people are oppressors and the black people are the oppressed again the same old torn old wildly stupid worn out rhetoric that they love to spew that we've heard a thousand times and it's just such nonsense all right man thank you Real quick, one one last thing. In in the last thirty years, not a single human being has picked a single crop by hand for for any crop that actually feeds us. It's all done by machines. Well, wait a minute. That's not what Nancy Pelosi said. And Hank John or Hank Johnson, the guy who's afraid Guam's going to tip over. Maybe they should start picking the crops on Guam so the island would have less weight on it, so it wouldn't tip over. No, that's offsetting the other people, so it doesn't tip over. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Oh, keep, please play that clip again. Yeah, oh, that's unbelievable. It is pretty Thank incredible, you. isn't it? It is. It's, I don't even have the words. It's, it, it meant an Irishman uh, un, without speech. It's incredible. It is. It is a thing of beauty, though. I mean, you got to you gotta understand when you heard it that, did I really hear that? Let me play it back again because I couldn't have really heard that. Oh. That's impossible. All right. Thanks, thanks. Matt. Thank you, sir. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Cleo's up. Good morning, Cleo. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. How's it going, man? It is going great. What a show today. What a show. What what a gang of idiots we got out there, huh? It's pretty incredible, isn't it? I mean, it's if 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 it weren't so pathetic, you'd just laugh. And thank you for bringing up uh, Obama enough to call the, the harm he did to this country. He started it all. He's the one who weaponized the IRS. That's very and, true. And everybody, all the Democrats knew what was going on, and they knew they could do anything they wanted and get away with it. And that's why this kind of lawlessness pervades now with the liberals. They can do anything they want. I spoke to an IRS agent, a reputable person, who was in the service as as well as a policeman. She was in the IRS. They were told to go after Tea Party and conservative organizations. And if you were a whistleblower, there would be harm would be coming to you. Well, that's what the whistleblowers are testifying to in Congress this morning, that very thing, that there will be harm, and there was harm coming to them. They've been retaliated. Now, that is illegal behavior. So when is someone going to prosecute Christopher Wray? That's what I want to know. Well, Well, we know the answer. The answer is when Trump gets back in. I hate that man. I I really do. He's such a slime ball. Everything that's under the word slime in the dictionary is Christopher Ray? Yeah, he's got some reptilian features to him, anyway. Yes, he does. And, and it's, uh, St. Louis, you're, you're right. It's, it's a real hole. It's I don't, I don't want to say the word what kind of hole it is, but uh, the, don't forget about Tashar Jones. She's for reparations. She defunded the police. Don't forget about her. Oh no, no, you can't forget about good old Tashara Jones. 
But she looks and good I, because the people around her, like Kim Gardner and Corey Bush, are so absurdly <laughs> off the wall that yeah. Tashara Jones starts looking like she's normal. You got a point there. That's funny. <laughs> she loves to surround herself with idiots so that she looks a little better. <laughs> and it's not only the city of St. Louis, Kevin. I got a close family friend who started working in North County now. Okay. She said the use of pot is pervasive. You can smell it all over. Oh, I bet. As you drive, it's all over the damn place. It's probably over Bellafont neighbors, your neighborhood. Well, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not one iota. All right, Cleo, great wow. stuff. We got to run. Okay, Cam. Thank you. Appreciate the yeah. call. You, yeah. Just as we go into break, in case you didn't hear it earlier, here's Corey Bush, Rashida Tlaib, and Jamal Bowman demanding that you pay each of them $300,000 and every other black person and Muslim in this country as well. Our country was not founded on the principle that all people are created equal. The media focuses on this one kidnapped person, usually white. The U.S. stole 12 million people. This is an opportunity for Congress to confront our nation's racist history of slavery and white supremacy that continues to really grow and fester within all corners of our country. Our education system has trained us to love and worship our oppressor and our slave master and to do everything we can to work within its structure and its systems to upload, uh, to uphold our continued oppression. So when we talk about the disproportionate impact of heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stress, when we talk about that, it's directly connected to our historical oppression in this country. Should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll around. 
back in kevin slayton with you glad you're along for the ride on this thursday morning this is the window world king's court right here on kevin slayton show.com podcast to be found here in a little bit as well as on spotify apple amazon google and any place that you find yourself listening to great podcasts i want to remind everybody that our good friends at window world are the number one seller of windows in this country. That's right, number one. And we support the locally owned and operated franchise of Window World right here in St. Louis. 314-993-1800 will get you a free in-home estimate, free. They'll come out to your house, and they'll prove to you how and why they're simply the best for less. They did it for me. I had hail break through my windows, and Window World came out. And lo and behold, I was getting Window World windows. You know why? Let me list the reasons. First of all, the service and the product were exactly what I wanted. Secondly, the price was even better than I thought. If you buy a number of Window World windows and have the same number from the competition, same windows, you'll pay one-third of the price from Window World that you would from the competition. One-third. We've done the homework for you. I'll also be getting a window that has double-strength glass and that allows me, thanks to Window World, a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. That's right. I'll be getting the preferred window of the St. Louis Blues when I found that out. Yeah, and the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's not because I'm a jock sniffer or because I think that the athletes know something. No, it's the it's the corporations, the Blues and the, the Chiefs. The organization has thoroughly vetted any sponsor they get into business with. And so I know right away that they've done all the homework for me. This is also a window that I've stood on on the showroom floor. I've kicked, jumped on it, couldn't crack it, crease it, dent it, damage it in any way. Window World also offers me 18 months same as cash financing. So that's just a few of the, of the, of the reasons I get Window World windows. But here's another one. My utility bills went down. Because with Window World windows, I was no longer allowing my cool air conditioning to escape during the summer and the hot air to come in. And in the wintertime, my furnace doesn't let my warm, toasty air out. 
and allow the Arctic cold to come in, thanks to Window World. 314-993-1800. Give them a call. Get that free in-home estimate. They'll be right out. Right out. Our phone lines are open, 636 in case you wanted to weigh in on any of the laughable things that we have discussed here today. And then, of course, the serious ones as well. I mean, it was it's such a loaded show today, but it's hard to get around the Jamal Bowman medical report. I'm going to start calling that the Jamal Bowman medical report that he is now, and I know doctors and researchers have tried for years and decades upon decades to find the actual causes, or as Kamala Harris would say, the root causes of diabetes and high blood pressure and heart disease. We all thought it was this, that, and the other thing, but no, it's not your diet. Eat whatever you want. has nothing to do with eating everything that's bad for you. Throw that big pot of gravy on those mashed potatoes with your fried chicken. Eat those french fries with your burger. Eat a double cheeseburger. Eat a triple cheeseburger. Eat them every day. Eat fried cheese sticks because it's not going to bother you. The doctors were wrong. Jamal, Jamal Bowman has identified for us the real cause of high blood pressure, heart disease, stress, and diabetes. It's the white man. The white man causes all of it. So there you have it. Now, before you start running off and saying, well, that sounds like he's a bigot and he just hates white people, come on. That would make you a racist. If you identify a black person's idiotic statements as exactly that idiotic and bigoted, that makes you the racist. Didn't you know that? That's how this country works. If the white guy looks at a black guy or woman and says, you're an imbecile and your statements are racist, then you're the racist. So if you think that Cori Bush claiming that we have a legal obligation and a moral one, too, she said, because she's such a moral person, to pay reparations to black people for something we never did and no one alive ever did. And by the way, the black people alive never experienced it. Then you're a racist if you don't ante up. And remember, it's every black person and every Muslim. So those terrorists from 9-11 sitting in Guantanamo Bay or wherever they are now, we owe them too. Rashida Tlaib said we do. Legal and moral obligation. Now, I noticed that out of the mouth of Cori Bush or Rashida Tlaib or Jamal Bowman were never uttered the words Irish slaves because the Irish slaves were slaves here long before the blacks were. They think, the Cori Bushes of the world do, that The white person discovered slavery with black people from Africa. Not so. Not so. But you know why you never hear Irish people claim they want reparations? Because we're not pussies, that's why. We don't want something for free. We just don't. We want to work. We want to get an opportunity to work get a fair wage, and earn our way. That's what we want, 
as Irish people. That would be nice, right? It sure would be. But let's remember, yet again, that Irish indentured servitude was a real thing. It isn't something made up. Of course, the liberals will try to shoot it down. Well, that's that's a myth. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it in these Wikipedia posts and all of these other things that, oh, the Irish. Ha! It's a myth. <laughs> Tell that to the Irish people who were held on boats as prisoners. King James II was the one who first suggested the Irish slaves. But I didn't hear that out of the mouths of Cory Bush or Rashida Tlaib or the blowhard Jamal Bowman. And once again, I'm tired of hearing that I'm to blame for anything in their life. I'm sick of those people. But I just want to make sure that the word gets out there, that everybody understands that their entire goal in life, the entire goal of all liberals, is to stir racial discord and hatred. Black and white people seem to me to coexist and get along just fine. In fact, most people I know, in fact, all people I know, I haven't heard anybody mention anybody's color when discussing the person that I know. And yet if you listen to these race baiters, that seems to be the, the entire conversation among people. As Rashida Tlaib said, growing and festering in every corner of the country. Race discussions. The only time we think about race or talk about race is when these blowhard bigots start running their mouths. And then we have to refute them. Because the dumb people among us will start believing it. Even though they know better. White people know that their black friends don't discuss the color of someone's skin when discussing their character and, the, and vice versa. But they keep hearing it every single day from the, the politicians in this country. It starts with Biden, the chief bigot. As Leo Terrell said, the imperial wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. And it filters right on down to the stooges that you just heard, the three stooges, talking about it today. Just remember your moral and legal obligation, according to Cori Bush, is to pay her $300,000. <laughs> Other than the nodding bobblehead white guy behind her, do you think any person out there in the United States of America, any white person, listened to that and said, I'm going to go try to find $300,000 to give to her? Do you think anybody said that? Now, there might be some of these white suck-ups, these woke jackasses who will pay lip service to it, but nobody will do it. (laughs) You would think, wouldn't you, that if you were a Democrat in Congress, that you would hear that and you would call your own news conference and you would say, listen, I just want everybody to know I'm not part of that rank stupidity. That race baiting that's being done by my colleagues in the Democratic caucus, I'm not part of that. And if they want to expel me from the Democrat Party, be my guest. I'm flipping over to the Republicans anyway. Screw you people. 
And I'm going to go over to the Republicans, and because I'm demonstrating that I have a spine, I'll be unique in that party. That's what I wish some Democrat would stand up and say. Pretty much Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has stood up and said that. He's departed from the Democrats. He really should be running as an independent, but he knows he wouldn't get the money to run a competitive race if he did that. Sadly, it takes money to get elected in this country. Lots of it, as we all know. We will never have a fair and impartial election again as long as we live in this country. That went out the window a long time ago. But the blatant cheating that's gone on in the last few elections is something that needs to be stopped. So take a break from being a racist. Take a break from causing high blood pressure, heart disease, stress, diabetes in the black community. And pay attention to the polling centers the next time there's an election. Mail your ballot in early, and like the Democrats do often. And then go out and be a policeman. Be a polling place policeman or woman. I wonder what um, Meghan Markle has cooked up today for the police in New York to waste their time on. And I believe this. The police in Chicago rightfully, and the judge rightfully supported their contention, that Jussie Smollett would pay restitution to the police department for the wasted man hours and money that they put in investigating his hoax. Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are no different than Jussie Smollett. They conducted a hoax on the police department of New York City, causing them to investigate whether or not such high-speed chase for two hours took place. Whatever money was spent by the NYPD on that investigation should be recouped from Prince Harry and the Duchess of Sussex. I don't understand how telling blatant lies in public enhances your public persona. I, I don't understand who advised them to do that. Are they so wed to playing the victim that they don't even realize their lies will be exposed in a heartbeat? You might as well have said you flew to space on your own rocket ship. It's about just as believable. It's hard to fathom, isn't it? It is for me. It's almost impossible to fathom. Pretty incredible stuff. But in the immortal words of John Fetterman, we live in a comedy show. You could, you could not make it up if you tried. If you took this script to Hollywood in front of a producer and pitched it, they'd laugh you out of the studio. Right out. You wouldn't have a chance. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today. We thank you for listening. We're back fighting the good fight tomorrow morning on a Friday right here in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. We thank you for listening as we always do. Remember the podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, any place you listen to podcasts. 
Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.